top five things we've learnt on Rue, Dits and Loz this week. Talking about your school canteen. Yes. We learnt lunchboxes and canteens are being restricted. Policing what goes on in kids' lunchbox. I mean, we do have a serious issue. 27% of kids are obese. Mm. But kids will always find a way. I asked one of my kids yesterday, what do you have for lunch? Because he's not the great eater, old Rocco. And he said, I had a hot cross bun. I said, Rocco. Sarah said, I didn't give you a hot cross bun. He goes, no, I traded it. <laughs> How bad can it be if people choose whatever they want? Joe, what do you have at the canteen? We used to have uh, two crumb sausages, so they'll deep fried that little crumbs on them. And oh, no. Get them in your brown paper bag. Yeah. <laughs> and you get a chocolate donut. Oh, how's, how's your waist looking these days, Joe? Donut. Yeah, not too good, boys. <laughs> Number four. We know that Mark Ricciuto can keep his cards close to his chest. Uh, no running commentary from me. Did no you running. Know? Okay. Give we don't that, give please. a running commentary. We don't give a running commentary. That's what I was after. Yeah. What's right. happening with the Crows facility? Well, uh, <laughs> I thought you could tell us. Uh, <laughs> old Gasworks, isn't it, at Bowden? Yeah, I think so. Oh, you think so? <laughs> yeah. Can't give a running commentary. <laughs> and we learnt the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Listen to Dits and Loz try and grill Rue's kids when he was away on Wednesday. Hang on, you know your dad's not in the studio this morning. Is there anything you want to tell us while he's away? Any, any sort of goss? No, no. Have you oh. done anything wrong? <laughs> no. You don't say nothing unless there's a reason for it. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. 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 All right. Okay. Yeah, they've been boys. told to keep mouth. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, ain't no snitch. Oh, you ain't no snitch. No. <laughs> Number three. We learned about mansplaining. There's something you can explain to us later on. I've heard a term overnight, mansplaining. So you might be able to... Uh... The only problem being, who was going to explain it? <laughs> Uh, Why don't you explain it to me, kids? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you want to. <laughs> it's basically when men explain how to do things to women who already know how to do that thing. Would you offer this unsolicited advice if it were a bloke? Of course not. Like Loz and Emily, who know how to pour a beer. I've had the pouring a beer while working in hospital at a pub and they're telling you how to do it. Yeah, that's a common one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, I can see that. Yeah. 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 You think I might have done that? Yeah, am I right in saying your parents own pubs? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I have been around that my whole yeah. life. Right. And then another what's pa- happening is actually the uh, yeah in the pressure in the pipes, and then they'll explain to you the science behind it as well, which yeah. I love. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Loz, it's so annoying when people are patronising, isn't it? <laughs> Tex Walker's in the studio. You got something for Tex next, well, Loz? You have a little bit of an anecdote about uh, Mark Keen and Siri. Mm. Mm. Are we doing that next break? Yeah, we are. Right. Yeah, that's called a hook, Tex. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> learn something every day. That's right. If you want to know radio basics, let Loss explain. <laughs> uh, heaps good quiz night. We're going to be doing. Sorry, six nineteen. That's the time. <laughs> <laughs> On Rue Dits oh. and Loz. Number two. We already know Dits doesn't mind pointing out when Loz has been late. Yes. Did you win Powerball? Uh, it jackpotted last night. Dits, it was 60 million. Did Loz win it? Because she hasn't turned. Oh. <laughs> nice of you to be with us, Loz. Nice of you to join us. Yep. Uh, Loz was late for work this morning. Yep. Late for work. You were late for work yesterday. <laughs> but we learned this week there's a new Captain Snooze in town. <laughs> and it is Chris Dittmar. Oh, oh, the big red cat. Oh, the big red cat. Karma. Oh, I forgot to set the alarm. Yeah, so was... a rookie mistake. No. It's got in at one minute to six, and that's because I <laughs> oh, peppered his phone about ten times. We had to call Jackie. Oh. She said, someone's scamming me. Her phone went <laughs> off. And I said, who was that? She goes, oh, some scam. Yeah. Some scam. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Number one. 
We know that Rue Ditz and Loz are number one because we keep bloody telling you all the time. Adelaide, you've made them number one. But the reason they're number one is because they're so in sync with each other. Take a listen. 29. Because it's a leap year. year. Oh. Oh. Good, Good morning, morning, Vietnam. Vietnam. Oh. Flinders Park. Park. Yeah. We will set your hands <laughs> Even the people who call up on this show are in sync. Good morning. Can you spell Tatachilla for us? T-A-T-A-D-A-I-L-L-A. And up next, up next, it's Limo. I started the Fringe next Tuesday. Oh. You know what's coming. See, See you, you next, next Tuesday. Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> top five things we've learnt on Rue, Dits and Loz oh. this week. Are we that obvious? Yeah, we are. We are. Well done, we Sammy. Top five of the end. week. Um, ladies. Unlocking the mysteries of the female mind. The women run the country. On Triple M Breakfast with Rue, Dits and Loz, it's the angels. Uh, Loz, who have you got in the studio this morning? Got Em and Alessia. Good morning, ladies. Today we want to talk about mansplaining. Now, mansplaining. What is that exactly? It's a phenomenon that I think a lot of w- women have experienced, and it's usually just a really well-meaning bloke who um, hasn't checked whether the woman he's explaining something to is either an expert in this thing or even needs advice about it, mm. but sort of pat- unintentionally is patronising about it. Right. So, for instance, there was a video that popped up uh, last week of a pro golfer. She's a female pro golfer and she's mm. practising her swing. She's at the driving range. She's at the driving range. And as she's filming it, because she wants to watch it back, yeah. some bloke just comes up and he goes, actually what you're doing there, mm. you swing, that's wrong. Yeah. And she's trying to explain to him, yeah. I'm I'm just ch- changing things up, going through a bit yeah. of a change. And he goes, no, 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 try it again. And mm. he makes her do it again. Mm. And then she hits it really she well. She crunches the ball 300 metres down the middle. And he goes, yeah, see, that was better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's like... It's fu- it is a uh-huh. funny video, actually. It's very funny. Yeah. And so, then he goes, again, after she's crunched it, you know, further yeah. than he could possibly ever hit it, he goes again. And he yeah. goes... Yeah, look, just tweak it a little bit more. Try yeah. this. And so yeah. what, he took a bit of credit for it? Yeah. yeah. For the improved. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, see how much better that is? Yeah, yeah, that's all me. So There's... blokes explaining things they don't need to. Yeah, and just assuming that the woman has no idea what she's doing. I mean, there's a bit of a flow chart for it. So mm. basically it's a step-by-step to sort of avoid mansplaining. It's like, first question is, did she ask you for advice? Right. If no, yeah. maybe don't, don't say anything. Don't butt in, yeah. Mm. Also, yeah. do you have more relevant experience in this field than her? Mm. Yes or no, or you don't know, mm. maybe don't say anything. And then the third thing is, would you offer the, this unsolicited advice if it were a bloke? Of course not. Yeah. And then if you say no to that, then you probably should just keep it's, your it's mouth closed. What question. is it all about picking up? Well, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's, it's it's such a strange thing. Blokes feeling important. Yeah. Is, is, is the quick question. <laughs> no, the quick question. Have I ever helped a fella on the side of the road change his tyre? No. <laughs> no. Have I ever helped a girl oh, on the side of the road change yeah, her tyre? Yes, I have. Yeah. So yeah. there is, and you sort of do step back and think, why is that? Yeah. yeah. Why did I assume she had no idea how yeah. to do that? But, you know. So does it happen, girls, a lot? All the time. All the time. All the time. All the time. What have you had mansplained? I've got some really good examples here, not me personally, of people who have had things mansplained. A guy who was not a doctor ex- explained to a woman how to insert a tampon. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Not a doctor. Yeah. Just not a guy. A doctor, just yeah. a guy. Right. An expert. Yep. Mm. Correct. Yeah. Mm. Also, a guy explained a book 
to the author, <laughs> the, the female author. Oh, you'd have to be a full-blown yeah. idiot to do that. J.K. Yep. Rowling, I know exactly what you were trying to say. but I think what Harry really yeah. was meaning yeah. to do there, yeah. And this is my personal favourite. I once had a friend mansplain to my roommate how to correctly pronounce her name because he thought she was doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> her own name, not made up. Oh, oh, you got anything in? I've got a mix. I've got an example. So when you're riding a bike... And the guy says, um, teaches you how to ride a bike while he's sitting in this SUV next to him. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, as he's driving along. And, <laughs> yeah, and personally, I've had the pouring a beer while working in hospital at a pub and they're telling you how to do it. Yeah, that's a common one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, I can see that happening. Yeah. In fact, I've. Yeah. Yeah. A few people oh, might have done God. that. Now, am oh, I right no. in saying your parents own pubs? Yes. Yeah. 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 So I have been around that my whole yeah. life. Right. Froth but comes out of her pe- veins. Blokes yeah. do, do that all the time. Oh, yeah, and yeah. then you put it on the bench like real hard. More you're like, well, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And then another what's pe- happening is actually the, uh, yeah, in the pressure in the pipes and then they'll explain to you the science behind it as well, which yeah. I love. Yeah, yeah definitely. And yeah. then another one that's quite topical <laughs> is being a Swifty, someone telling you why she's so famous and how she got famous. Yeah, but I am an expert in yeah. that. So yeah. <laughs> don't tell so they me. try and say it's Travis Kelsey. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm like, no, no, no. Actually, yeah, she was nobody before Kelsey. Yeah. Um, I had one recently. I was at a look. He was a well-meaning bloke, but he had he what didn't work in radio. Okay, he had nothing. To, I think he was an accountant or something. Found out what I did and proceeded to spend about forty minutes trying to explain to me what made a good radio show <laughs> and like patient. how I just sort of sat there. And, yeah. Yeah, well, I actually do. I actually do this as a job. So, yeah. and he was like, "So, what? You don't want too many ads because that, you know, puts people off. But you still need to pay the bills. So, you need." And I was going, "Mm hmm." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you want songs that people like, but yeah. you know, and he said, "With your station, the best kind of music would be." And then proceeded to tell mm. me what to how to run Triple Did M. Did he say, you know, find good co-hosts? That, that's a good start, or something? Yeah, like you don't even yeah. want to know what he said about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that was interesting. Well, the Angels uh, had a segment yesterday that was about man. Explaining, and it was all about men sort of just unnecessarily sticking well, there was their a female, nose in. There was a female go- golf pro who was filming her swing practice and some bloke yeah. who's just an average yeah. golfer just yeah. decided to take it upon himself to try and coach her through. Yeah. And she was trying to explain to him that she, she knew what he was doing and he went, no, 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 keep trying. See how much better you've gotten since I've helped you. So that's mansplaining in a nutshell. Most of the time, it's just well-meaning people. I'm not having a whinge. I'm just. You, you jumped in really quickly into <laughs> me explaining about uh, mansplaining. Then what you wanted to explain mansplaining to me? No, I was just bringing it up so we could talk about it. Well, I mansplained it to you. <laughs> <laughs> and here is you mansplaining to Tex a little bit earlier. Not many people do listen when they're coming in. So well done to your Tex. You have a little bit of an anecdote about uh, Mark Keane and Siri. Mm. Mm. Are we doing that next break? Yeah, we are. Oh. Yeah, that's called a hook, Tex. <laughs> that's called a hook. Yeah, <laughs> learn something every day. <laughs> He, to just, be fair, he just didn't trying know. to teach him. Yeah, that's all you were trying to do. It, had he already known, then that would be mansplaining. But what I did was just educate the poor guy. That was women's planning. Yeah, mm. yeah, women's planning is when we actually teach you something you needed to know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'll get to this in just a moment. Yeah. yeah. But um, so yesterday we had some good phone calls, like the lady who said, you know, she tried to help out mow the lawn, mm. and her husband just sat there. Ah. Saying, hey, don't, don't, yeah. You missed a bit, and hang on, nah, careful on the edges. Yeah. Have we got a little montage? Yeah. yeah. 
Like mum was a farm girl and taught us how to mow lawns and use chainsaws as young kids. Yeah. And when I got married, there's a mulberry tree that needed cutting down and my husband proceeded to show me how to, you know, use the chainsaw. Yeah. Well, I just got up there and started cutting the tree down and he was directing me which branch to cut down. <laughs> so one of my exes tried to tell me how to use eyeliner. What? <laughs> we have a nice big lawn. It's my husband's pride and joy. He's been injured and couldn't mow the lawn, so I did the right thing, go out and mow the lawn, up and back, up and back. Mm. I'm walking too fast, slow down. <laughs> I'm walking too fast. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful on the corner. Be careful on the corner. Turn around. <laughs> <laughs> there are some great examples, and it certainly does happen out there. We get a bit keen on a bit of vice blokes from time to time. but So women's planning. I think women's planning is more just it's the pers- persistent nagging well, for things that you should already have in the calendar. I said this to you the other day. So every Thursday <laughs> night I get told, it's been night. Yeah. I go, yep, it was last Thursday <laughs> yeah. and the Thursday before <laughs> yeah. and for yeah. quite a few years. It's been, yeah. I know. I'm a yeah. bit, and it's always as you're about to do it. Yeah, I'm sitting on the couch. I think I'll get up in the next ad break and take them out. I get it's been night. Yeah, why no? I'm telling you though, Dits. I'm sure that you're right. I just feel like the world turns because of women's nagging. Like my house growing up, nothing would ever have gotten done if Mum wasn't hounding us all constantly on things we should have known. I'll give you an example. The other day we were at the pub, and Dad has a habit of not of losing things like me. We've got the same brain. So he won't put his credit card back in his wallet. He'll put it in his pocket and then that goes in the mm. wash and yeah, blah, blah, yeah. blah. So dad comes back from the bar and he's just ordered some chips for everyone. And Kath, Canadian Kath goes, Brian, where'd you put your card? And he went, in my wallet. She went, really? Or is it in your pocket? And he went, it's in my wallet, Kath. Anyway, and she goes, okay, just checking. She turns around. I look over at dad. His hand goes straight to the pocket, no, pulls you... the card out and puts it in the wallet. Because <laughs> yeah. oh, he right. knows that yeah. she she knows. Yeah, but it's not always accurate like that. Oh, like Ditz is talking about is. the bin night. Yeah. He knows when it's bin night. Yeah, I don't need when to When I'm told. cleaning the gutters at home mm. and Sarah's never been on the roof, I don't need her telling <laughs> yeah, me how to okay, clean the gutters. Okay. Yeah. She wouldn't know how to even climb yeah. the ladder to get yeah, up there. Okay, yeah, okay. Right. Or when she's reversing the boat or driving the boat mm. yeah. and sitting next to me and telling me how to do it. Yeah, backseat. Driving. I don't need that. Yeah. And that yeah. happens. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. So that's women's planning. Right. I think it is. Yeah. Fellas, a funny thing has just happened here with our mm. radio station. Yeah. Men are ringing up. We're talking about women's planning and they've, they're admitting they're too scared to come on and say yeah. something about their wife. <laughs> they go, oh, I'll We've tell got, you off air, but I can't go no on. One's, happy wife, me. happy life. No one come on and say, oh, yeah, the wife's doing this. Yeah, no, no, so, no, no. This is quite funny, actually. Uh, Can you change my voice? Yeah. Now, uh, Emily, one of our producers has come in. Uh, you've got one for us. What happened? Yeah, I um, when my partner is washing the car, I tell him exactly how to do it. I'm like, get underneath, make sure you do the wheels last. Yeah. The whole time he's like, I've got it. And I'm like, yeah. thing, and I'm like clean out the tray, got to hose out the tray, all the things, because I'm very passionate about Hose out what? The tray, like in the ute, like got to oh, make it all clean. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, but it's a step-by-step process for me because I'm very passionate about my So if you weren't there telling him all of this, he just wouldn't be able to do it, would he? Well, he can, yeah. Do you, you ever clean it? Do you ever clean it? 
clean it? No, I just stand there. And <laughs> so you're aware you're doing this. Why do you do it then? I don't know because it's just a thing. It just I can't stop it. Yeah. I think when you're passionate That's about... That's women's planning. Yeah. Yeah. When you're passionate about how you do something, you just can't help yourself. Yeah. yeah. Now, we all know Rob, very patient yes. man. Yeah, he, he is, just coppled. Yeah. He takes it all in his um, A little bit and then it snaps. So I don't stand around to no. the car washing anymore. There's nothing more irritating than having someone sort of hovering when yeah. you're trying to do something. Yeah. Whoever it is, man yeah. or woman, like, and, and they, it's like, well, you know what? You can do it if you yeah. want. Yeah. Um, You've just got to let them. If they're prepared to do it, you've got to let them go. <laughs> now, we've got Peter on the line from... From uh, Loxton on the text line said, don't even get me started with the help I get from driving from my wife. Oh, the backseat driving. Ditz's bin was not emptied last week, even after oh. reminding him it was midnight. Oh. Oh. Hang on a minute. True or false? 50-50 true. <laughs> What do you what? mean, 50 Because 50. something, I did put the bin out, but it didn't get emptied. Oh, oh I, I don't know I don't how trust you anymore. I did put it out. You come in these meetings and you <laughs> ramble on, oh, and half the, the time out. you're actually lying. <laughs> I you know did put the No, I did put it out. This is true. I know you lie when you start pointing. <laughs> He's oh, got he tries to bully you. What, what day's bin day in Lockley's? Friday, so you've got to put it out Thursday. Okay. All right. Okay. Let's go to Reeves Plains. Marcus, uh, we've got one brave caller on the line out of 50,000 blokes listening. Marcus, what would you like to say about your partner or wife? Well, I'm not like the rest of Adelaide. This isn't about my wife. Okay. Um, okay. Someone you know, though. It's female. Yes, yeah. No, um, I'm a transport contractor, and for a period in time, I had six trucks working full-time for a company. Yeah. We'd work a month, wait the 30 days, and on the first of the following month, I would get paid for all of those trucks and yep. I had to take paperwork with me. And they used to ring me and remind me every month, oh, the end of the month is approaching. Yeah. I'm sitting thinking that I'm going to get a fair crack of money here. Yeah. I'm fairly aware of yeah. when the end of the yeah. month is. Yeah. But every month for about five years. Five years. Five years. <laughs> when uh, there's money involved, men will remember. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who have we got? Let's go to Bellevue Heights. G'day, Lindsay. Have you been woman-splained? Yeah, good morning, team. I, I get it quite often uh, from the wife. She's uh, always on my back uh, when I'm doing jobs and uh, sort of looking over my shoulder constantly. And, uh, <laughs> maybe probably because I have a few accidents while I'm doing things. Right. Okay. okay. She's looking out for you. Do you Lindsay. think you might deserve it, Lindsay? A little bit of monitoring. Ah, uh, yes and no. Okay. <laughs> All right, Lindsay. Thanks for your call. Lindsay uh, is the only man in Adelaide who is willing to go. And he's very nice about it. I think we need to get some protection on Lindsay today oh, and make sure he's all right. Gee. Well done, guys. Uh, well well done. We both yeah. had a whinge the last couple of days, yeah. so we're even. our system. <laughs> Rudy, it's a Loz on Triple M. Good mate of ours, uh, ours, Amos Gill, regular on this program, has come in for a bit of criticism from the advertiser. Um, among other things, been called misogynistic and ageist, abusing supposedly <laughs> a female attendee at one of his shows recently. Amos Gill, good morning. Good morning, everybody. You've copped it. I mean, I said when I uh, did my interview with you guys early on that my show is not for everyone. And mm. uh, and fair to say, uh, the advertiser, I'm not for them. Tell us about the headline. Well, the headline was, was shocking to me because the headline says, Domestic Violence Survivor... Targeted in tirade of abuse. Right. So did you get into her about the fact that she's come back from New South Wales or has shifted here from New South Wales as a victim of domestic violence? Is that what you target her with? Absolutely you? not. And even in the article, they say, I picked on this woman because she had white hair 
And I said, you look like a Burnside mum. Hmm. I started making jokes about how millennials have trouble in the housing market. They keep going Burnside mum. Well, I, this is the thing. Everyone goes, Triple M, that's a, a soft audience for you. I said, no, it's not. I've got the mayor of Burnside here who's going to stand up for his people. That's right. My so wife's I, a Burnside mum. So I said, right. I said, she's a Burnside mum. And, uh, and then I also said she had a Burnside haircut. Right. What, what sort of haircut she had? Oh, she just had a, a mid-shoulder white Could mom. have been any haircut. It, was, it could have been any haircut. But the truth is, Rue, I do these boomer jokes all the time. I make mm. jokes about millennials, boomers. I make jokes about every single group there is. That's yeah. what I do in my show. Mm. If it's an old bloke in the front, if it was dits, I'd go, mm. mate, I can smell the country. I can smell the gas man coming off you. Sure. Yeah. If it's a woman... Who looks like she's from Burnside? I'll be like, oh, bit of country road vibe coming yeah, out of here. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I yeah. make those kinds of jokes. The gig didn't go well. Like if if this headline was Amos Gill has a stinker of a set, mm. uh, twelve to thirteen elder people at the Belgian beer cafe at six pm didn't laugh. I'd have no issues with that. Mm. My comedy is not for everyone. Neither is anyone's comedy. It is subjective. Yeah. But when you open up the newspaper and they say that you purposely targeted a domestic violence victim, it has been made very clear in this. That supposedly, I've been given some information on this woman, walked in and gone, oh, let me make fun of someone who's been through a horrible thing. Mm. I had no idea that that happened. No comedian has any idea who is in the crowd. Yeah, We don't get given a mm. dossier of private information and go, let's sink the boot in here. And yep. the journalist and knows nothing this. nothing ever it's, mentioned it's about it. I never said the word domestic violence. I didn't even ask her any questions. I was just ranting into the night mm. about boomers, okay? And then to say... <laughs> so just, and but to say all, all that they could you, print really. in my supposed seven-minute tirade, and like I said in the article, it was more like five. I was only paid for five and I don't work for free. <laughs> <laughs> Burnside mum, Burnside cut. To then use that to create an article which says that I made her feel like she was facing her abuser many years ago when she escaped with her children. That is so right? that, I mean, that is just, Gee. that's beyond the pale. It's, it's, it's a bad faith article from a journalist who has it in for me. Mm. Okay. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Why, hang on. What do you mean? Now, I'd say the way she's writing, she might have it in for you, but I don't know anything about this. What do you mean she's well, got I'll, it I'll, in Let, for let me break it down for you. This journalist on Tuesday wrote an article that said, comedy's subjective and it's my subjective opinion that the bulk of straight white male comedians aren't funny. Why I won't be seeing straight any... white comedians? Yes, she Male. said. Why I won't be seeing any pale, stale, straight white comedians at this fringe. Yeah. But so she's she's written that article. I saw it, and me and many performers of different sexual orientation, different color, were like, "This is an outrageous thing to say. This doesn't this doesn't help anyone." We're at a fringe festival. Mm. We should be proud of this festival and telling people to go and watch all the comedy they can. Yeah. Why would she come out and say this? So I I, I hit back. And I think they weren't happy because my comment got more likes than her article. Right. I wrote, I know it's subjective. Isn't it interesting that after I say that, the very next day, this muckraking has happened where they've found a person who hated my show and it's not... It's not investigative journalists to find a person who had it my show. <laughs> They're bloody out there. You don't have to be Nick McKenzie winning a Walkley Award <laughs> to find people who don't find me funny. There's plenty of them. And you are allowed to dislike what I do. Yeah. This woman was allowed to review me. She paid for a ticket. She didn't enjoy the show. But this journalist who also in 2021 on a private Instagram my page, God. Uh, she shared a clip of mine and said, this Jack Black looking dude and his failed attempt at making it in the US is begging for the smallest crumbs of laughs by doing this kind of material this month at Adelaide Fringe. Are you happy to have this guy in your bill? That was t- 2021. Now she's working for the masthead, the oh, ad- Adelaide So you're, you're saying there's history? There's history. I'm a straight white man. She's already admitted Can't she hates make us. up with her, Gilly. I Life's think you two need to go on a blue. date. There's, there's um, no going on a date. I don't, want any, I don't want any repercussions from this. I just want people to come to my show and laugh because to me, laughing in the face of this woke nonsense is the thing that kills it. It repudiates their worldview and there is nothing better than laughing at this 
absolute crap. Well, if I'm to try and be balanced here, she's allowed to have her say, you're allowed to have your say, but I, I would object to the domestic violence headline. That's but, totally but what, unfair. when you say she's entitled to her say, absolutely. Well, they just Alec, are. We are. Well, absolutely. That's what we're all asking for, You can't protect for, your we? own free speech and we're then, all asking you know, say that she's not allowed to Everyone wants to be heard. She, as you said, she's allowed to say she doesn't like certain things. I, I object to the headline. I, I did put not... an olive branch to her and sort your mess out. Mate, an olive branch will come in the form of injunctive relief from the advertiser to change the headline. Here's a headline. Aimless comedian bombs at the Belgian. Mm. <laughs> that would right. be more that was, accurate. That was pretty fair. Right, yeah. Let's leave it at that. Amos Gill. <laughs> Amos Gill. In today's media, journalists can overuse puns. Daddy Schlongleg, fossil of spider found fully aroused 99 million years later. <laughs> Detective Lars. I'm loading up the pun gun. Is on the case. The pun police. Well, they just had one on the TV, Loz, just what before was you get into your stuff. They were talking about how people cook up meals for their dogs these days, mm-hmm. and sometimes the dogs eat better than the uh, Gourmet people food. that are cooking it for yeah. them, mm-hmm. and they were cooking up um, beef stroganoff for the dog, and the dog was sitting there watching, and it had beef stroga dog. No, <laughs> that's not even a pun. Yeah, yeah, I would have gone with Doganoff. Doganoff. That's better. Or Stroger Wolf. Stroger Dog. Stroger. That's good. Stroger <laughs> Dog. Oh, got me laughing. No, absolutely not. Um, Disgusting. So the puns for this one, so Taylor Swift's obviously been a huge news story. Yeah. We've been collecting these since the moment the tour was announced. Mm, there's been plenty. So let's just have a listen to these all. Superstar Taylor Swift is bringing her sellout stadium tour to Australia in style. Adelaide fans will have to shake it off with her five oh. concerts to be staged in Sydney and Melbourne. And those Swifties prepared to travel will have to be fearless to secure a spot. We remember all too well the last time she visited Australia. The end game, of course, is to secure tickets, which will be a delicate operation. Now, pre-sale is on Monday and Wednesday, but if you don't get tickets, you need to calm down. Taylor Swift and Australia, a love story about to enter a new era. Yeah, so every time we're some... Yeah, ridiculous, isn't it? Anyway, that'll be over soon. We'll never hear about her again, I'm sure. She's, apparently, <laughs> um, she is touring to December flat out like this. I don't know how. She must have a very Three high protein diet. Flat out performing, mm. I reckon. That's exhausting. I don't, uh, I'm not scared of throwing our own team under the bus here. Oh, this oh. is Triple M traffic reporter Dorian Tassado. Donut King is giving away free hot cinnamon donuts today only for National Donut Day. Head into your local Donut King store to celebrate. Don't miss out. Oh, <laughs> Glad we did not miss out on that one. Uh, what about the goat? And now this is Alan, and he's hanging up his hooves. It's no yoke. He's been delivering eggs to the locals in a village in England for many years and has done a cracking job of it too. Two years ago, he was attacked by a horse and went back into his shell. So after an excellent job, this egg-delivering goat is now off to retire to greener pastures. Oh, that's Kate Freeman on Channel 10 there talking about Alan the egg delivering goat from the UK. <laughs> and I think she got about seven in there. That's yeah, pretty good. Good effort, yeah.
Do we have the one, uh, Tony Jones from Channel 9? So Tony is talking about here, he's talking about the Melbourne Cup having a new home on Channel 9. Okay, let's have a listen. The Melbourne Cup has a new home. Channel 9 will now be the host broadcaster. We're ready to spring into action from this year. Tony Jones reports. Without blowing our own trumpet, (laughs) it's no longer a case of... Hold your horses. The Melbourne Cup Carnival now has some big-name stablemates. They include the Australian Open Tennis. This partnership between the VRC and Nine has been a fair way down the track in coming to fruition. And while no-one at Nine will lose sight of the fact that the horses are the real stars of the show, food and fashion do run a pretty close second. Nine will be there, capturing every moment of its latest marquee event. Oh, oh don't. What do they, what reporters do when they read these script stits? Well, do they, they don't write them, do they? Yeah. yeah. Tony yeah, yeah. writes his own script. He would have written that, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. he did the story. Mm. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, really, I thought uh, you just... The people on the desk sometimes don't write their no, own No, they gear. don't write. No. So they just show up and read it. Rosanna Mangarelli, Will Goodings, they're not writing the scripts, but... When the story goes to air, yeah, that reporter has written the script. If a reporter goes out and does it, you know, yeah. they might get some help from an editor. I mean, they probably but last, do, but... Haven't they heard enough of all of these others that we just play to think that, that that's kind of a one-trick pony? It has been done. <laughs> a one-trick pony, yeah. did you say, yeah. about the Melbourne Cup? Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, I'm not a fan of it, obviously, because of this segment, but it, I feel like it's just... They just have to. When I they see one it, or two are all right, but when you do 12... It's insane. It's meant to be actual news. This is the news. This is not mm. play school. We What's going fun. on? We do want fun with it though these days. With yeah. news though? I don't think yeah. it needs to be. Does it need to be fun? Do there need to be puns? I mean, it gives us a segment, obviously. <laughs> yeah. It gives us, us something out. to talk about, yeah. but yeah. Mm. Mm. I was watching Sunrise the other morning and I get blown away by this because I grew up on a fruit block where a dog's a dog and they get fed once a day yeah. and get the scraps. Yeah. And that's how I still look after our uh, border collie that we got. And sometimes they have a feast on chopped bones and any leftover meat, if you have a roast, other times it might be just a bit of dry food for a day or two. Chow. Um, But on sunrise, have a listen to what they were doing. A pet owner has gone viral for going above and beyond to make the ultimate meal for their pup. Called the beef stroganoff, the meal is made up of steak, mushrooms, Rosemary for fla- oh, flavouring, bit of bone broth, bit of sort of dash of Greek yogurt. Mm. Uh, the Michelin star dog food is then served up on matching <laughs> plates as the dogs <laughs> chow down. That's, a, that's my recipe that I eat. <laughs> exactly, that's my point. People these days um, look after their dogs as good as them, or sometimes yeah. even yeah. better. Yeah, and better than humans. It's, look, if you can afford it and you love your dog. Good luck to you. Nah, I'm not telling still you weird. shouldn't do it. It's, it's still a bit weird. weird. Yeah. For, for <laughs> some people, it's their fur child, isn't it? Oh, you know? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And that's fine. Look, if, if you're in a situation where you can't have kids and that's happened and, and your dog's become a huge part of your life, yep. totally respect that. Yep. But I've seen families where the children come second. <laughs> to the dog. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the dogs get yeah. more attention. Dog sits in the front seat. Yeah. I went into yeah. a butcher, I think it was about three months ago, and the butcher said that she, they have a customer uh, that comes in and buys scotch fillet for no. the dog. No, oh, I'm not joking. Come on. All right. So oh, I'm I mean, on the sizzle steaks and they're on the blooming yeah, scotch fillet. You're on fillet. the offal. That's incredible. Tim, Timmy Vince, the Triple M farmer, he's, dogs he's are a big part of their dogs, life. Yeah. Love their dogs. Very yeah. important. Yeah. More important than the workers. Mm. In uh, January, when they go down to the uh, caravan park for a month after harvest, 
the poor dogs get fed about every second or third day. What? Down, well, they go down there and catch whiting and get on the beers and drive back and give them a big feed and then they'll be fasting for a couple of days. That's, oh. how, that's how farmers, that's what they do. They're on the 3-2 diet. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Do the dogs understand the concept of that or they just think that they're being starved? I think they catch on pretty quick. Again. <laughs> yeah, oh no. All right, what are you feeding your dog? Yeah, after uh, one of the people on Sunrise was feeding beef stroger dog. Mm. Uh, now we've got a text on the text line here from Benny. I'm a fishmonger and I have cat owners come into my shop all the time and buy whiting and prawns for their oh, cats. Oh, that's... Jesus. It shouldn't be allowed. My Labrador gets pasta, mince and veg every night, oh, except shit. nights that we have takeaway and he gets his own own meal. Oh, come on. <laughs> like, uh, loves a double cheeseburger meal from Macca's. Jamie from Davron Park, you 28-year-old, mm. you must have too much money, yeah, young fella. Correct. Let's hey, go to... Stefan. Stefan at Queenstown. G'day, Stefan. Hey, guys. How are you? What do you do to your dog? <laughs> well, he's a Doberman, so he gets two scrambled eggs every morning cooked for him. Scrambled eggs? Scrambled eggs? What? Yep. You and got... my vet... She loves him. She goes, whatever you're doing to that dog, he's a happy boy. Oh, do you, what, on toast? No, no, just scrambled eggs cooked up and then given to him. He'd okay. swallow them. Doberman would swallow two scrambled eggs in about <laughs> two gulps. Would not they? touch yeah. the sides. Tina, hi, Marsh Island. What do you cook for your dogs? Uh, my husband cooks them scotch. Do they have cashews, pistachios, <gasps> chocolate, and their weekly treat is smiley face fritz. What's your address? <gasps> I'm coming round. Yeah, <laughs> Tina, I'd put a dog suit on and woof, woof all night. Oh, I'll bark for you. That's disturbing. All right, I love pistachios. <laughs> I'll chase the ball. <laughs> Do you peel them for him as well, Tina? They're not shelling the nuts on their own. Nah. <laughs> Let's go to Angle Vale, Scotty. Just bring some sense to this conversation, please. What do you do for your dog? Uh, I have got three Waimaranas, yeah, and I cook chicken, veggies, pasta, and rice uh, in a big pot twice a week, and they get served up with um, every every night. They get served up raw mince, um, the, the the low fat variety, uh, with the chicken pasta and uh, mince, mm. and we put uh, Greek yogurt on the top. Scott, <laughs> what? Are you I, lo- uh, oh, how much are you spending on? Yeah. I'm sorry, I have cold. to ask. What was that? I was going to say, just so it's not cold, I'll boil the kettle and pour boiling water over it so everything's not freezing cold. Oh, so, uh, right how on, much mate. do you spend on it, mate? Can you be honest um, with me? I think it costs me around $35 a day to feed my dogs. Ah, the dog's in front of your missus. Scotty, get get him back on. The dog's in the front of your missus or not? Uh, Priority-wise. I'm single. 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 (laughs) Scotty, I think there's a reason for that. Things would have to change. Let's go to Evandale. G'day, Andrew. Hey, guys. How you going there, Loz? G'day, mate. Yeah, tell us about your dogs. Uh, it's actually my auntie's dog. Growing up as kids in Perth, um, I'd go for a sleepover at my auntie's with all my cousins, and you walk in, and it's a beautiful smell of a roast lamb. With oh, all this perfect. Pepper. Yeah, that would go to her poodle, and we got fish and chips. <laughs> no. God, <laughs> yeah. Oh, Weird. Oh, Karen St. Agnes, what do you feed your dogs? Yeah, I make up a big mix of the veggies and the mints and the pasta or the rice, and then he has. Greek yogurt on top and grated cheese and we go to the pet butcher and buy him all his stuff and oh. he is collectively known in the house as the favourite child. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, okay. 
What about oh. the turds that dog would pump out? <laughs> <laughs> You'd want to teach him how to flush the toilet up yeah, or something like scooper. that. Oh, oh my God. God. Back to Angle Vale. What's going on out at Angle That's Vale? Right. G'day, Joe. Hi, how are you? Do you look after your dog well or do you just give it a well, bit of Well, yeah, no, my, my husband says I look after the dogs better than him. Yeah. So, yeah. What do you do to your but, dog? What do you, well, what? yeah, I do the big rice and veggies and all that stuff, but they get lamb shanks. They lamb get, shanks? Oh, oh, yeah. Kekovic yeah. is crying, what, he doesn't uh, know why. What sauce on your lamb shanks? Oh, just the, the normal... Um, uh, gravy yeah. and, okay. and then I, I'm then salivating. I, I'm, just as you. Uh, <laughs> Joe, can I give you a little fun fact about lamb shanks? Back My in, husband says it's dog food. Well, back in the day, Aussies mm. did not know what to do with lamb shanks, no. and it was dog food. Yeah. Mm. So, Have any of these people heard of Pal? Mm. No. Chum. Been to the super Chum. Let's Chum. go to Melbourne. Uh, Zach, tell us what you do with your dogs. Uh, yeah, I was just staying at my friend's house and I watched his partner uh, prepare a meal every night as a treat for the dogs. And it was 250 grams of lamb mince wrapped into a ball, covered in Greek yogurt mixed with dried dog food. And then uh, to top it all off, it was smothered in peanut butter. You should freeze it overnight and give it to the dogs in the morning. It's oh, like man. a arancini for dogs. Does the dog have anything in peanut butter? Does the dog have a water chardonnay with that as well or not? That's a good question, Did yeah. You know what's really troubling me is that they're all putting Greek yogurt, which is like my favourite thing to put with food. What's the go with Greek yogurt and dogs? Why am I have the same palate as dogs? All of these <laughs> meals sound so good. Yeah, your tongue's hanging out, look. Let's go down to Victor Harbour. G'day, John. <laughs> John, Hello. Yeah, John. Hey, come on, you're the yeah, last look, caller, mate. Bring yeah, some sense uh, to this conversation, please. Well, my mum's Greek and dad Greek, and they owned oh, a continental yogurt. shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more yogurt, here we go. They, no, they owned a continental shop, and I'd never had a pet for, before. My daughter moved out, so I was looking after it. Well, he got bruschetta, oh, corned beef, yeah. ham, <laughs> lamb, smoked, everything that was left over from the continental shop. Did they have a heart I attack? Took, I took him to the vet, and the vet goes, this dog's put on 20 kilos in two years. <laughs> oh, good, finishing beautiful. the night with a whiskey and a cigar. Oh, I don't know oh. where to start and stop there. We love Shazza Dittmar Ditz. Uh, oh, you don't like her. She's your cousin. But I was down there Friday night at the Port and Crows trial game on the weekend, yeah. and uh, she said she was going to ring in, and she has. No, uh, no, good no. morning, Shazza Dittmar. How are you? <laughs> She's back, baby. You saw the power play again. What did you? Uh, are you back in footy mode yet? Oh, footy's back, fella. I am, and you know what? I'm glad because cricket season could bore a bumhole in a wooden horse. I tell you what. <laughs> what? It's but not... yeah, nah, went to the trial game. Uh, Albert and Oval looked beautiful. The MG High Performance Centre, they call it, yep. and we showed the crows what high performance is in with it because they wouldn't know what high performance is if it hit them in the girly. Oh come on! <laughs> now, um, a uh, few new players out there for Port. Uh, what do you think of them, Shaz? Yeah, great additions, I thought. Yeah, solid, solid good games from Sweet and Soldo and Radigalia and then Sam Powell Pepper put the Irishman on his ear. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he did. He's going to be in trouble with the match review panel, surely. Well, I reckon he'll get maybe one week, through. They said Keeney failed the concussion test because he was talking complete gibberish, but it turns out that was just his Irish accent. So. Oh, please. They should probably uh, run another concussion test, you know, just to be sure, to be sure. Yeah, very good. Now, did you stay at Alvin, Did you stay for the whole game the other night? Yeah, I did. But why were there six quarters, did? So I mean, mm. what the hell was that about? I didn't finish year nine, but uh, I'm pretty sure the maths on that's wrong. What did Tex, 
Pip Walker had that up or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the Rush Hour boys were down there and they actually uh, commentated the game. And even Rory Sloan called a little bit of it as well. I did hear that Rory was commentating and even with the eye surgery, he's still less of a one-eyed commentator than Chris Dittmar. Also, <laughs> I reckon he might have winked at me when he walked past you. That could have been the eye surgery. Too. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Hey, hey uh, Shaz, uh, you didn't go to Taylor Swift in Sydney over the weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I flew me kids over and we all dressed up in glitter cowboy hats and stayed in a big, nice hotel. And, yeah, no. of course I didn't bloody go to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, I'm not bloody Jeff Bezos. No, <laughs> you know what I did see is uh, Kevin bloody Wilson. Oh, right. <laughs> did you go to Kev? I did. How good was that, Rude? Um, I thought I saw you at the back there. There's a couple of girls floating around who look a bit like me at the uh, Kevin Bloody Wilson. <laughs> but, no, look, I, I will say this, Kev, he's very near and dear to me. We actually go way back. Um, we had a bit of fun back in the 90s, Kevin. Oh, I, you, know. you didn't. No, he, he actually um, was very touching, but he wrote a love song about me, so, yeah. What was it called? It's called the pubic hair song. Um, <laughs> it means right. a lot to me. Yeah, all right. Okay. It really does. Well, all right, good on you, Shaz. Can't the power, boys. Can't the power. All right, yeah, she's back. It's Reed, it's Laws on Triple M. Shaz and Down the back. Up next. On Triple M Breakfast with Rue, Dits and Laws. Did you learn something? What did we got a couple of little one, things I learnt over the weekend just by flicking through the paper and reading a couple of different articles. I did not realise there's more sheep in Australia than humans, for Didn't starters. You? No. You really? Have you heard that stat? Yeah. Uh, what there's I actually know. two to three times more sheep, depending on what happened with drought. And in New rain. Zealand, it's an even greater number. That's why we always take the mickey out mm. of them about sheep. It's, it's even bigger. Yeah, so that's, what, 50 to 75 million sheep. That's yeah. a lot of sheep. Lucky they're so dumb, otherwise they could rise up against us. Get <laughs> taken over by sheep. Oh, no. um, They'd be shearing us. And one <laughs> fact I thought you'd like, Loz. Yeah. Um, this was going to every pub in South Australia, mm-hmm. and that took you how long? A couple of years. Yep. And you yep. can do as many pubs as you want in a day. Yeah. Yep. So Loz, Loz loves beaches. If you went to one beach every day... Do you know how long it would take you to go to every beach in Australia? No. 27 years. Oh, my God. So 27 times 365. That's how many we've got. Yeah, just wow. under 10,000 beaches. Jeez, I could, you could write a book on every beach. every beach in Australia and take you 20. You'd be done by 60. I'd be like an you old leather retire. handbag. <laughs> <laughs> Put How your book good. out at 60 and yeah, retire. Yeah, yeah, that sounds good, actually. Yeah. Every beach. Hmm, might I have reckon to get into it'd that. sell. Well, this is kind of related mine. I was watching that show QI. You ever seen QI? Uh, yes, Stephen I have. Fry? I it's have. a good one. It's, it's yeah. actually pretty much what we learnt, but just the whole show is what we learnt. So yeah, it's right. just facts and information. Mm. Humans don't have a receptor in our skin for wetness. What we do have is the ability to tell if a temperature or texture changes, but we don't touch something and know it's wet straight away. So, for instance, if you go out on the clothesline and it's a cold morning and you grab the shirt and you go, I actually can't tell whether this is just cold or if it's still damp. Hang That's on. because we don't have in our skin the ability to tell the difference yeah, between... You, hang on. If, if, you, if you feel a wet tear, you know it's wet. Yeah, but you know it's wet from texture and temperature. It's not something in our body that goes, that's water. Other animals know water just from water touching. Whereas if we touch water at room temperature, sometimes you don't even know it. Like you can't even really feel it. 
And that, put, you know, when you're a kid and you used to wet You've the bed. You lost me. No, you lost me too. Well, it's a fact. Okay, so. <laughs> well, I could touch water. I know it's water. You know it's water because you know it's water mentally. But if you were doing a blind test and it was the same temperature as your hand, you might not even know it's happening to you. But surely the experiences you've had in, over life, if you blindfolded me and put my hand in a glass of water, yeah. you know because it was know. colder and a texture change, but not wetness. Again, this is the whole thing of if, you when you touch wetness? when you go to the when you go to the clothesline and you go to get off a shirt. There's people listening going, "Yes, I know what you mean, Loss." <laughs> and it's you can't tell whether the, the shirt is just cold or whether it's damp. Well, the, you can disagree with me all you want, but this is a fact, okay? This is real scientific fact. Well, I pulled fact. the clothes in off the clothesline yesterday, and I can't remember ever going... Because it was hot yesterday. It wouldn't have been an issue. No. They were clearly dry. Anyway, let's move on, because I can't <laughs> have this argument. I'm... All right, what I learned yesterday, I went to the beach. You you're talking beaches at the start there, Rue, mm-hmm. and we are doing great ads at the moment, thanks to the Cancer Council, about uh, the sun and yes. how important it is. And we know that men are pretty bad at this in Australia. The stats well, aren't great. two out of three... People who die, man. Yeah, that's right. Well, at the beach yesterday, and as I explained to you already, I lasted five minutes. I thought, I thought, is this it? We laid our towels down, <laughs> laying on the beach. I look around going, well, it's got to get more exciting than this, please. <laughs> so I went out of swim, came back, sat on my towel. And when I looked around, Loz, what I saw were many, many females, mm-hmm. right? I think f- beach is a real girly thing, unless you yep. go with the whole family. Mm-hmm. And they're just not heeding the message or the warning. They are lathering themselves in that coconut oil that oh, makes no. you burn and makes you tan and whatever, whatever. And mm. they lay there for hours and hours. And I'm serious about this. How I do you thought know it was coconut oil. Oh, I could see the brown, those old brown bottles oh. of stuff that. Uh, you know what they do? Rubbing themselves it's like not tanning stuff. I is scrub it? myself from head to toe with suntan lotion to avoid the sun. Yeah. They were doing the opposite, laying there. And this <laughs> this goes against the ads we're running at the moment. But I'm I'm raising this for a reason. We've got to be more aware yeah. and actually do something about it. Because I do wear I thought, sunblock. Yeah, yeah. A lot of those tanning things, are the um, reef ones. Yep. Now they come with like 35 plus. So even if you try to buy the uh, the tanning oil, there's only a couple of brands that sell the really. So sometimes it looks like they might be slathering up with something that's. Looks just like grease from the car, right. but it's actually got you be protecting it. Yeah, All right. but no, it is one of those things where I go to the beach a lot, but I wear fifty plus the whole time I'm there. Yeah, when I'm there, I whack it on my head, my yeah. ears, across mm. my nose, yeah. and that's about it. Every mm. now and then, I'll put a bit on my arms. <laughs> I just think I'm only going to get skin cancer on a few spots. Right. Well, you got to do it your whole anywhere that the sun's you know touching yeah. your skin. Yeah, also. Ladies, you're going to age terribly. Yeah. You know, you'll look old in your 40s yeah. and just use that as inspiration. I know you want to have a tan now, uh, but just lather up. You can still get you can still get a bit of colour, but you just need to lather up. Celebrities. Got a bit of celebrity news for you. Influencers. Instagram, Triple M, Adelaide page, whatever that means. He's got his ear to the ground. Uh, yeah. It'll be downloaded, uploaded. What do you do? Uh, it's time for Chris Dittmar's OMG. 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 <laughs> All right, Loz, just help me out here to kick things off okay. with uh, V8 Supercars in Adelaide, our big car event. Name some of the, the big international acts we've had in recent years. Killers. Killers, yeah, good. Uh, uh, Robbie, Robbie Williams. 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 Robbie Williams was Red Hot Chili massive. Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. <sighs> and they're the huge. sorts of bands that have headlined yes. the acts yep. after the race for the V8 Supercars. Yep. Coming up next month, the Australian Formula One Grand Prix in Melbourne, the pinnacle of motor racing mm. in Australia, the biggest event. Mm. Uh, that we could possibly have. And all of the world's celebrities and international superstars fly in because it's the Formula mm-hmm. One Grand Prix. And our big international famous, world famous act that we've named is... Amy Sharp. Now, 
Oh, this is like this is oh. like um, oh. you get the family around the barbecue on a Sunday, and your little niece has learnt to play guitar. <laughs> and let's wheel her out, oof, and say, <laughs> "Come on, play us a song, love." We've interviewed her; she's a lovely hey, girl. Robbie Williams, Red Hot Chili Peppers, The Killers. This is the sort of stuff we bring out. Yeah. Amy well, Shark. Look, nothing against That's Amy because headline, she's got eh? a lot of fans, but you would have thought it might be a bigger act. I think, yeah. Oof, you thought it might be bigger. I, I just, I, yes, I, yeah, anyway, I thought it might be bigger too. Don't worry. On. Yep. Um, Renee Zellweger, is her career in the dunny? Is it in the toilet? Oh my God, this um, is a, this wow. is savagery. Her best movie, arguably, Bridget Jones's Diary. I haven't had a sniff of a shag in over 18 months. Now, how you mad? It's a great movie. I don't mind a sequel. Yeah. But I draw the line at one. Okay. You go back to the well a second time. Okay. Your career's really struggling. Let's okay. try and milk the, what do you call it? You know. Teat. That's it. Yes. <laughs> She's going a fourth time. Bridget Jones' wow. diary number four. Come on. Okay. Now, How many different ways can you tell this story? She's she, got a diary, for God's sake. Yeah. <laughs> She's got a diary. Well, people love it. I love Bridget Jones. For a fourth time. Well, I'm not sure about four, <laughs> but I think it makes a lot of money. That's what, you know, you follow the dollar. But. Just just to address Renee Zellweger's career, I mean, she won an Oscar like two years ago. Fluke. She's, fluke. Whoa. She's a, she's a multi-academy award winning actress mm. and uh, she's got maybe 150 mil in the bank and mm. she's her movies have grossed nearly a billion dollars. And so. Hugh Grant must be struggling since he got caught with the strip in the back of the car in Hollywood as well. In, he's, in the 80s, he's coming back. Divine Brown. He's coming I, back as well. He's, he's doing okay too. Yeah. I mean... Uh, uh, yeah. How many Rockies were there? Seven? Yeah. Yeah, this is up there with that. Yeah. Bridget Jones, four. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, moving <laughs> on. I, I count the ex-Prime Minister as a sort of a celebrity, a, a C-grade celebrity, uh, but yesterday he made, his farewell, he made his farewell speech, which I'm happy about because I need to know that he definitely is leaving the He's building. He's gone. This so is going He made right. his farewell speech. And for all the people that we bagged the other day in the pun police, yeah. what about what he rolled out yesterday? It is true that my political opponents have often made me see red. Who would rise to attack my reputation? Oh my God. In response, I always thought it important to be fearless and speak now, or forever hold my silence and allow those attacks to become folklore. Turning Ever off. since How leaving did we university, vote that in, he, he no, went with Taylor Swift puns. <laughs> I cannot. I think when you're the ex-prime minister of a country, this. ever give us a serious farewell speech <laughs> about the state of the nation or what you, what we're trying to achieve here, rather than throw out a whole heap of Taylor Swift puns. Can you imagine if we look back at, like, I don't know, Paul Keating's resignation and he was referencing Kylie Minogue? Like, what the hell? (laughs) That's embarrassing, isn't it? That is embarrassing. Mm. Ooh. I'm going to have to shake that off. I might finish on that because I've (laughs) wound up. You're you're like a coiled spring, (laughs) Dix. I am. am. (laughs) (laughs) It's Red Hits and Lods, Triple M.